the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. Liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. Pretend to be patriots, fighting for fairness for all. But they're not even fit to hold office. What they believe doesn't fit with freedom at all. We must take America back, Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, and ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must even never go back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Second hour of the National Intel Report. Steve Elkins sitting in for John Stab Miller. Today's date, 27th day of August 2020, 1-800-313-9443. Taking your calls today, what's on your mind? I was going to break in. We're going to talk more about the RNC, what has happened in the last three days. Here. Tonight is the closeout of the convention itself, and I will get a chance to watch that starting at 8.30 uh, I've got lots of notes for the first three days already. I'd love to talk about those, but I'm taking your calls right now. So I'm going to go back to the phones and talk to Chris in Las Vegas. Chris, you're on. Well, thank you so much, Steve. You know, I've had some very direct first-party competent upfront and a personal experience with these false flag scenarios and these soy boys coming out to try to frame the blame on somebody. If you remember the CC's pizza shooting here with Jared and Amanda Miller, who had formerly gone out to the Bundy Ranch trying to imposter as militia members, who were actually George Soros Occupy Move On paid agents that were brought there and sent mm-hmm. out there to infiltrate that thing to try to cast a dark light on the people that were trying to protect Bundy's property and uh, save him from these predators and these mercenaries with the uh, 
BLM and the other agencies that went out there. Also, we got uh, the um, Gerald Loftner down in Tucson. We got the one up in uh, Aurora, Colorado, James Jimmy Neutron Holmes, whose father was the uh, big hot dog with the uh, LIMOR and the uh, algorithmic programs that would skim money off of those programs that was supposed to testify uh, within a day or two of when the Aurora event was carried out. And they left him sitting there drooling in his uh, lap mm-hmm. while the real perpetrators made their way up the back of the theater, throwing their gear and stuff down. So when we see these things, we have to at least be suspect and give it some due diligent examination find out what the real story is, because Mm -hmm. this trying to create the illusion that militia members are involved without any specificity is something the FBI is well known for, so I'd have to be very suspect of this one. I would, too. I would, too. I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, Hopefully, this will break down. We'll we'll figure it out, but uh, you're you're absolutely correct. Uh, I think maybe they're trying to tie this into... um, a rogue group of militia and in a negative aspect to say, these are the guys you don't want to have firearms. Yeah. And you go right after the second amendment right away again, you know, boom, you can't trust people with guns. Look at what happens when a 17 year old gets a hold of a gun here. Um, yeah, it's, this is definitely a possibility of what they might be trying. Definitely. And any gunner agenda. Absolutely. I think you're right on the money there too. And, uh, let's keep a close eye on these people because they're liable to do anything and they will do anything. So thank you very they much. Will. Steve. Hey, thank you, Chris, for your call. Uh, I'm going to need to catch up here. Let's go to uh, Mark in Georgia. You're on the show. Yeah, hey. Yeah, as far hey, as Mark. that thing is, yeah, that kid, uh, he, the, somebody hit him with a skateboard, and the reason he shot was somebody was pulling a gun on him. And here's a guy open carry, and somehow he just winds up in the wrong place. I don't know the context. I don't think yeah. we should conjecture, but... The problem is that when the cop shot that guy who, uh, you know, when he was going to his car, I'm like, uh, somebody was putting it in context and saying, no, he wasn't settling a fight. He had somebody's keys that didn't belong to him. And, you know, shooting somebody in the back is only justified if that person, I I think, I I guess it depends on the state, because some states it's like a policeman can shoot a fleeing felon if it's a violent crime. But the thing is that uh, the cops need to be properly reined in. The Leos need to be reined in with accountability. And uh, they were saying to that kid, we appreciate you. And some people are taking that wrong as though, as though the kid's nut doesn't have a point about supporting law enforcement within moral constraints. And so yeah, the thing yeah. is, we the people are the militia, but here's these five elements. Informed, yeah. organized, trained, disciplined, and equipped. If you don't have those five elements, I was listening to this guy who's a total neocon, completely all Sharia law. They're trying to, the Muslims are trying to take over the country. And I'm like, you're missing who already has taken over the country insidiously. And I'm obviously not blaming Jews for saying, here's these people who defame Judaism by calling themselves Jews. Hold on a second. And I'm saying these international bankers, they're letting us pretend to have any, some say in our government by engaging in a a never-ending game of political theatrics where who really runs the show is actively avoided by pretending that a choice between this puppet and that puppet. But I was listening to, you know, changing subjects, I was listening to Pence, and he was giving credit 
to the U.S. military for driving out ISIS, and that was Iran and Russia that dealt with ISIS. ISIS once fired accidentally on IDF, and they apologized. Now, what does that Mm -hmm. tell you? I mean, it's not the sort of thing that... uh, I'm reluctant to use the term Zog, because it has a connotation for some people of being like skinhead neo-Nazi, but... You know, I have to admit they got a legitimate point. The Zionist-occupied government has done a lot of things in terms of uh, basically where the international bankers have this system wrapped around their finger, and that needs to end. Uh, the thing is that Pence, you know, he bl- he said, "Oh, well, we killed this terrorist Soleimani," and it's like Soleimani was a guy who led uh, cr- crushing ISIS. And if I understand correctly, this is subject to verification, of course. Of course, that goes for anything. Is my understanding is that Soleimani was on a peace mission to end the war between Yemen and and you know. So, so is that substantiated or is that just high confidence? No, I think that's been substantiated. That was his mission, and they they killed the wrong guy there. They 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 killed the middleman who was bringing peace. And uh, well, because they don't want peace, you mark. They don't want peace. They want to keep things going the way they are. They, they need a boogeyman. They always need a boogeyman. If they don't have a boogeyman, they'll manufacture one. You and I know that the United States created ISIS. We know that. Well, and that's well, exactly not, their not, excuse not to invade every people. country that yeah, they want the, to. ISIS goes yeah, here well, and there. The United States follows them into another country. It's their excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're still, you know, that's the thing is they're boasting about how, how Trump's this great leader. Well, he, he said we're going to bring our troops home from Syria and... But nothing happens because Bolton gets in the way, and right. although Trump was right in what he said, the, you know, I, I look at the puppet and I'm like, well, here we go again, because Trump made a legitimate call there to withdraw our troops from where they don't belong, and when when Iraq basically said, look, you guys need to prepare plans to leave our country. Basically, the banksters threatened them with even more economic sanctions on top of the fact that we invaded their country on false pretext. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, this Soleimani, he killed American troops. It's like every American troop that died died because of certain traitors who uh, I think the Benz Bugliosi is a he's he's gone now. But, you know, there's YouTube videos. He had a book uh, called The Prosecution of George W. Bush for Murder and where he basically spelled out the case. That Bush lied us into invading Iraq, and uh, so I, you know, neocons really—they don't get that they're proud of a false narrative. And when people are f- proud of a false narrative, it really gets hard to, to get the truth across to them. Is the truth and the official narrative are two different things. And when your people are proud of a lie, a package of lies, when you tell them the truth, they make it out as though you're hating the country. When I was like. That's right. No, I hate the evil that masquerades as good, and that's why people think we're the good guys, because they're not really questioning or thinking. And then, well, you're a Nazi sympathizer if you point out how there weren't six million Jews. No, I'm just a realist that that, uh, what happened to the German people was vastly worse than what actually happened to the Jews, and there were a lot of people died just because of, uh, there was contagion, there was was mass starvation, and even the German troops which had the highest priority, even the German troops were starving. So <laughs> if the German troops are starving and they and the bridges and roads and railroads are all devastated. Mark, we've, we've, know, we've anyway. ventured off course here a little bit, but I appreciate yeah, your call. 
Um, I need to move on here. I got four more calls in the loop here. I do thank you for your call. Thank you very much. Uh, but you're correct. You're right. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you on this one. You're right. Uh, back to the phones here. We're going to go to uh, Mitchell in Memphis, Tennessee. Mitchell, are you there? What's going on? Steve, you there? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Yes, I'm here. Steve, I got a couple of words here. Oppressive okay. and controlling. Does that sound like what's happened with our government? Uh, yeah, I'd say big Oppressive. time, and even even more so with the COVID crisis here. Uh, definitely right, even we're more about, so. We're about to be forced one way or the other to take a vaccination that could possibly kill us. I mean, this is really, this is really getting crunch, to, to crunch time. But I want to do something here, Steve. Sure. I looked up a word. Now, now it, it says characteristic of tyranny, oppressive and controlling. Okay. So the word tyranny or tyrannical, similar words, would be dictatorial. Autocratic, oppressive, repressive, right. mm-hmm. despotic, despotic. Well, that word we find despotic over here in the Declaration of Independence. Now, up here it talks about uh, it's the right of the people to alter, abolish government if the government does not provide, uh, you know, protect the unable rights and so forth. But later it says, but when in long train of abuses and usurpations, usurpations pursuing Invariably, the same object events is designed to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty, talking about we the people, to throw off such government and to provide right. new guards for their future security. Steve, what does throw off such government mean? Throw off means to replace, to, uh, to chase out, to get, to get rid of and replace. I've heard this argument many, many, many times before. Does it mean calling a congressman? Uh, What's that? Does it mean vote those rascals out? Does it mean protest? Does it mean it says actually it's a, it's it's two it's a two part thing here. It says throw off the government mm-hmm. and then provide new guards. But the thing is, Steve, I've never thrown off a government. Have you? No, no. But I think this I don't one's know how do. To do it. Do you know how to do it? No, I don't. Uh, but I tell you what, if I, if, if we it? watch if we watch Mitchell, if we're watching what's being done right now with the BLF movement, how 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 unified the BLM movement is, how Antifa has been used, and, and they're very much unified. I, I don't ever want to go that route that we have to take to the streets to throw out a dishonest government. But well, just, uh, these I'm people would surely do it. I'm not advocating anything. I'm quoting the Declaration of Independence. People at RBN right. love the founding documents. They treat them like a religious text. But I think this idea of throwing off something that's dangerous to an individual and finding a safe haven, I think that's logical common sense. Okay, and it's probably some of that natural law, too, and, and a, a lot of this document was uh, influenced by uh, John Locke. Uh, you, you know, but the point I'm making here is nobody's really thrown off a government, so maybe we need to talk about this. I don't know how to do it, and you don't know how to do it. But what I'm saying, be, be do you know, do you know what I think? And all these other people, do you know one of the first things I would government. do, yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell, hold on a second. You know, one of the first things I would do is we know how much, how much people go into politics for the money and the power. Let's bring down that. Let's bring down the cost of that. Let's bring down the wage of what the politician would make. Let's remove all those uh, under the table uh, agreements that, that, that they have. That would be a great idea. Let's make. Ter- let's bring term 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 limitations. Let's. Uh, how many people Steve, would you're, actually? You're just, uh, politicians. To the Independence, you're, you're just basically you know moving the deck chairs around the Titanic. This document says. No, no, hold on a second. Government. Hear me out here. Didn't hear say me out here. It. People who want power and want money want this job. 
and right. the benefits that come with this job. If this job, if you were a senator or a congressman and it only paid you fifty thousand dollars, do you think these you think these guys would still want this job for fifty thousand? I agree. You're removing the incentive. You're removing the incentives. Right. I agree with you. Do you think they'd want that job? You. I don't think they'd want that job. But you mentioned BLM and George Soros and everything. I think there's two 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 parts to this. Throw off the government, number one, and number two, provide new guard new guards. So if someone, if, if the declaration says throw off the government, does it really matter if George Soros does it? I think the problem that a lot of people are in, RBN are having is the setting up the new guards. See, I don't like the new guard that Bill Gates wants to set up. I don't like the new way that BLM wants to set it up. I don't like the way the Department of Defense wants to set it up. So maybe we need to start talking about how we want to provide the new guards for our future security. I don't really care if somebody throws off the government, you know, based on the Declaration of Independence. Should we even care that somebody throws off? Now, I don't like people going and tearing up, you know, burning people's businesses and homes and stuff. I don't think you have a right to do that. But the Declaration says throw off such a despotic government. We just agreed that it's despotic. It's become tyrannical. So how do we throw it off? I don't know how. I've never done it. Some people are out there trying to throw it off. But it seems like, to me, the problem is, if you throw it off, the problem is trying to set up the new guard. The That's new what we right. ought to be discussing here on RBM. Right. But nobody, everybody wants to be Paul Revere and constantly talk about, well, they're doing this, they're going to do this, they're doing this, they're doing that. When are we going to talk about solution? And then, number three, implementation of said solutions. I want to hear good, some good solutions. Question. I don't want to take this damn vaccine, Steve. No, you're not, you're not going to have to. You, I mean, you should not. You should not. They're not going to come to my house with three soldiers and a nurse. I know how they're going to do this. David Knight's been doing a good job of explaining how they're going to do it. They're just going to sort of wink, wink, you know, the grocery store. If you don't want the health department coming to your grocery store, you might want to make sure that people have their paperwork. You know how it's going to go. How am I going to go to the dentist? How am I going to do anything in society? I'm literally going to have to just become like some sort of damn outlaw. How am I going to get my teeth cleaned if I don't have my vaccination passport papers? This is yeah, what's coming. I, I, I know exactly what you're coming. I know, I know what you're talking about here. That's a great question. You know, I'm going to kick this one around a little bit and think about it, but uh, you've, right, you've brought a great quick, question Steve, to the table. Talk, I want to hear solutions. If maybe we need a, a counter society. Where maybe we need to give some incentive to store owners, uh, some sort of fund or something. If you let the people who are not vaccinated shop at your store, you will qualify for a, a lottery, or you can buy a lottery ticket or, or a raffle or just something. We need some damn ideas. It's well, Mitchell, Mitchell, hold on a second, Mitchell, Mitchell, hold on a second. You're getting all worked up. Why not? Why I'm not just play? Up. Why not just play the the card that we've been given here? Just saying, if these people believe that a, a mask is saving them, then they're protecting themselves. We say, we say that's fine. Wear your mask. If a vaccine is going to keep you safe, to keep you from getting disease and dying, then that's fine. But why is this that everyone must comply and everybody must do the same? Because I'm not a threat to you if you have your vaccine so let, so let, and you're so safe. Steve, let's, get a lot, let's, let's get a lot of money together and let's start playing lawfare right back at them. Okay. Hey, thanks for your call. I need to move on here, though. Appreciate your call. That is a good question to ask. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. 
We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Clinic. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. And we're going right back to the phones who are loading up again here. I better catch up. Uh, looks like we're going to go to Jeremy in Kentucky. You're on the show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. I just had a few yeah. comments on socialism. And, sure. uh, you know, the, I'm not a socialist. I don't believe that socialism would work for America. Um, but as far as criticism of the system itself, um, it, it has successfully worked in countries like Denmark. And uh, since the 1960s, for several decades, it worked relatively well uh, until mass migration 
because in Denmark, before migration, you had the, the the situation where citizens would pay in heavy taxes, but they had, um, you know, everyone had welfare and adequate housing uh, and education. But once the migrants were brought in and were living off the system and not paying in their fair share, I think that that's what broke it. So yeah, the key to that right. system working, yeah, the, the key to that system working would be citizens paying their fair share and everyone paying in and everyone benefiting. Well, I think I so think I you have to agree, Jeremy, that the uh, the immigrants that came to this country um, went through health checks, went through a lot of checks, make sure they they didn't have a criminal history. They did everything right uh, as far as bringing people in, and those are the people that actually helped build this country, the infrastructure. And they gave well, back. Really, what we're getting now is is a, is a migrant group coming in now that simply is kind of parasitic. It's a, it's feeding off the system. It's living off the system. The system was not uh, built for feeding the illegal immigrants, and it became a problem. And I actually theorized that was going to happen from the very inception of creating welfare itself was was going to be uh, controlled and taken taken uh, abused. Um. And the, the liberals now understand that that this is their feed system for bringing in people into their party. That they are relying on these people that they kept feeding and feeding and feeding in the welfare system to be very dependent upon their party now for their needs to put them into control and put them in power. And that's what the Democrat Party has turned into. I was going to open up earlier on. Back uh, growing up as a kid, uh, I didn't know too many Democrats, but the ones I did know were, were good, decent people. They were hardworking people. They were usually union people working with their hands with machinery. Uh, they loved their country, too, but they were, you know, they were in that union, and union people were always a Democrat. They were for the government, uh, for the Democrats. But uh, the Republicans were more conservative in nature and, uh, well, you know, conserving, conserving, watching the pocketbook, the purses. Uh, the Democrats were not wanting more from the union and the government. Uh, a total turnaround now. I can't hardly recognize both parties anymore uh, at all. They're both, they both mutated, transformed, and changed so much, they are not even close resembling what they were when they were first created. And uh, now the Democrats, I'd even say more so than the Republicans. I'm very unhappy with those people. But uh, that's why I dropped the party whole affiliation and went as an independent, call it fair and square. But the Democrats, I mean, anything under the umbrella now is, is if it feels good, we want you on our team. And uh, they really have no identity anymore. They're, they're so far away from what they were from the very beginning. They have no identity. They have none. You made, my next, you made my next point for me, is that America struck a very good balance before the 1960s of capitalism and a little socialism, you know, what was Social Security, you know, in the 50s, you can graduate high school, get a small business loan, and open up a, a shoe store in downtown or a clothing yeah. store or whatever. And um, so the, the bad side of capitalism is, of course, what we see now is that corporations, CEOs are so big that they can actually, the corporations are actually clamping down on us and our rights. They're enforcing the That's corona right. hoax lockdown. And it's not necessarily the government. But you just made my next, you know, my next point was that in America in the 1960s and 64, you know, it was LBJ that said, you know, he made the comment that he'll have minorities voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Only he didn't yeah. use the word minorities. We know what he used. Um, and, yeah. when, you know, when Trump ran and said, make America great again, I took that as an economical 
uh, throwback maybe to at least the 80s where, you know, because the government's outsourced our jobs to the third world, um, you can't graduate high school and get a regular job working somewhere and support yourself. You, you can't support yourself on minimum wage. Um, and, you know, in, in the same way, medical corporations, you know this as a medical man, um, you know, for people like us that work hard, our medical insurance premiums are through the roof. And that's yeah. because yeah. you can come in off the street without insurance and get care. Um, that's the only positive that I would say about the socialist system in Denmark pre-immigration was that, you know, you didn't have hospitals able to operate like corporations. But I just mentioned this because the supporters of, of Bernie Sanders and the like, people that support socialism, will try to use Denmark as the model. But it only worked because everybody paid in, and it was a unique system, yeah. uh, and it was much smaller scale. Well, let, me, let me tell you, let me give you a little experience here. Um about socialism and medicine uh, abroad in Europe, and I, I can tell you this personal experience, that at a certain point in time, they do, they talked about them here in this country having death panels to decide if somebody should live or not. In socialism in other countries, in Europe, especially Europe, they actually do have those panels, and they've decided for some people, you've lived long enough, and it's time to go now. We'll be right back. Stay on the line here. We'll be right back. This is the National Intel Report. Short commercial break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night premiere show of Redfield Hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. Stay. 
Extendivite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. John Hess, 5 out of 5 stars. Awesome. Probably my only review, but at age 40, I was getting bad heart throb and left arm pain mainly before bed. I even stopped smoking and drinking sodas for a month, and that didn't work. After one day of taking Extendivite, it was gone and hasn't returned in three years. I've ordered Extendivite 13 times, so Amazon just said. Juliet Hordick. I've ordered this product before in liquid form. It is fantastic. My whole family's been on it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. We're living in a country that's the finest place on earth. But some folks don't appreciate this land that gave them birth. I hear that up in Washington they're having an awful fuss. Cause communists and spies were making monkeys out of us. The bureaus and departments have been busy night and day. They're figuring out just how we gave our secrets all away. And Congress has appointed a committee, so they said, to find out who's American and who's a low-down red. They call them and we are back. We're going to go back to the phones here, and I'm going to ask. Uh, I need to catch up on these phone calls. I hate to have people waiting this long, but uh, we're still on with Jeremy and uh, Kentucky there. So, Jeremy, you got about a minute. Can you give me a minute? Yeah, let me just finish up. Uh, if I, I co-host with Patrick Slattery on National Bugle on here on RBN, one okay, Central. I didn't know that. Okay, what? All right, yeah. What, why don't you get with the engineer and send me a Skype message? They have my Skype. We would love to have you on the show sometime. Uh, your oh, medical sure. expertise yeah, would be coveted. Sure. Thank you, sir. Yeah, will do. Have a good night. Appreciate it. All right. Wow, that's nice. I don't know all the hosts. I know quite a few, but I didn't uh, No, I didn't catch the name there. I'm sorry. I didn't recognize that sooner. We're going to go back to the phones here, and uh, we got uh, David in San Francisco. You're on the show. Yeah, all right, Steve. Hey, you know, I, I was interested in something more Federal Reserve uh issue. You remember how the Federal Reserve, of course, charges a service fee for managing our money. You know, we the people own the Treasury, but they charge a service fee for running the money. So that's kind of the basis of the scam of the Federal Reserve. But the coins are officially uh, managed by the Treasury. And so there is no service fee on the coins. So as this COVID which is which there's been, now a, a shortage of coins, right? Exactly. That's exactly where I'm going. You know, okay. is Mnuchin okay. is Mnuchin reducing the amount of coins so mm-hmm. that the service fee has to be done uh, on you know the the bulk of the transactions have to be uh, given over to the uh, Federal Reserve. Right. So you this know, is I, actually I, just. I all this is doing, all this is doing, is driving us to a digital currency. You do realize that, well, right? Well, it could be. Yeah, of course. No, it, it is. Well, it is. Yeah, it is. It's driving it us to a digital currency. Something. Our money is about shot. It's about. It's about over. The value of it. No, it's about it's over. Not, it's. It's not over until we decide. And that's the, well. It's that's a, a dollar point. bill. Your currency holds value that you believe that the value of that currency. It's got nothing to back it up. As they keep printing and printing more and more money and getting more money in circulation, you have inflation. That's that's the increase 
of of uh, that's a decrease of the valuation of your money. You have a devaluation with with an increase in inflation. So your your yeah, currency and, and, is going. I just I just saw the first commercial on TV just last week for pushing a digital currency. The first commercial I've was, seen. Who was running? And it was uh, it was a company called. Um, Grayscape, Grayscape, pushing the digital currency, going Bitcoin or going, there's a couple of different things they mentioned. They talk about the history of money, the value of money being held by precious metals. And, and after a while, the Federal Reserve, with the printing going on and on and on, your value left. Of course, we left the gold standard back in 1974. And that it's, it, it, the end is near. And they were telling you the end is near for the, for the dollar. So the fiat currency, you need to go to digital currency. That was the first commercial I've seen so far, pushing that well, issue. What happens when? What happens when the electricity runs out? You know, it, see, that's where the scam is of the whole thing. Is is that uh, if if everybody goes to a digital currency and then the electricity goes out, oh, and no, everybody's broke. And that's so, good. That's a good know, point. That's a good point. Yeah, the see, grid goes the, down. Yeah. That is, that's a good point. Yeah, and the coins, the coins uh, have no service fee on them, and the idea that we could have had a two-dollar uh, coin, we could have had a five-dollar coin, uh, you know, and this gets into another layer of it. You know, I, you know, Biden and whatnot—they're talking about a fifteen-dollar an hour minimum wage. That's way too low. I'm baby boom, and so when I think of the value of uh, of my time. I think back to February of 1968 when the minimum wage kicked in at a dollar sixty, and the ounce mm-hmm. of gold was thirty-two dollars an ounce, not thirty-five. So it right. took you twenty hours at minimum wage to buy one ounce of gold. Twenty hours. Now I'm looking at today's ounce of gold. It's uh, what was it, nineteen thirty-five and ten cents, and yeah. uh, you divide that by uh, uh, twenty. You're going to end up with a $96.75 minimum wage, or it's going to take you 267 hours to buy an ounce of gold. 267 instead of 20. So it's it's no wonder that you know the succeeding ba- you know all of the generations after the baby boom, for some reason they can't trust their parents' uh, advice. Well, it's because the value of the money has just gone to. You know what? It, what a ten? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure how many times 267 is over 20, but it's uh, it's too dang much. And so we're in hyperinflation. And when yeah, you know yeah. about how hyperinflation works, we're in the early stages of it. You know, my dad uh, got his father. I've got my grandfather's stamp collection, and we have some of those old German hyperinflation stamps. Where they go from fifty thousand marks to uh, to two million marks, I've actually got some billion mark uh, postage stamps, and if you can imagine having to pay fifty thousand, uh, yeah, fifty thousand marks, and then in within a week it goes up to two million, you know. So we obviously are in an early stage of hyperinflation, but you know, for what the way you were describing it. I mean, that's the setup that the Federal Reserve was trying to do, you know, that they were trying to service fee us into the ditch. Um, you know, if you realize that uh, World War II vets and Korean War vets got a 1% uh, to buy a house, they had a 1% VA note, 1%. 
the baby boom was getting stuck with 4 and 5% and then 6%. And Nixon was asked uh, if they were going to offer a 2% or a 1% VA note to the Vietnam vets. And Nixon said, hell no, they didn't fight hard enough. So, wow. uh, so that was the start of divide and conquer of America, that they intentionally jacked the, uh, the, the Vietnam vets and played a divide and conquer against all Americans. And then, of course, it was Nixon that took us off the, the gold standard. He right. was the, the con artist that took us off of uh, the post office. You know, yeah. it used to be that America had the, the post office to use as a bank. And that that bank, uh, you know, you invested in your post office, you were investing in America. And if you invested in a bank, you had no, uh, you know, no knowledge of whether or not that money was going straight back to England. So, you know, you now see how bad this has gotten where, where Trump is trying to kill the post office. Uh, you, you see also where, uh, uh, was it, uh, Steve, you remember when uh, Trump fired the, U.S. District Attorney of Southern New York, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, and he tried to replace him with a guy named Clayton. And Clayton is a guy who is very into cryptocurrencies. And and Clayton works for the Treasury, but he's into cryptocurrencies. Now, that's exactly like Pete Rose betting against his own team. You know, kind of a conflict of interest there. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I have no loyalty to Trump. He is—he's not only a con artist; he's a saboteur. He, and and I, in my eyes, he's—he's he's taken us over to the monarchies. And I, you know, I think you, you and I—you and I agree a lot on this one here. I—I I, I happen to agree. I'm not a—I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. Never have been. Um, you know, we have to leave it at that. I need to get another call through here. Yeah. I appreciate your call there, David, in San Francisco. Sure, I need to move on. Now. Appreciate it, uh, Dave in New York. You're on the show. Uh, hello, Steve. Good evening. Um, hey, good. I hope you're all recovered from your uh, kidney stones at uh, the hospital. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. On. Doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Doing good. Thanks for asking. Right, I had, uh, Appreciate it. I had a problem last fall, and I feel recovered from that. Of course, then something else falls apart. But um, <laughs> I'm just here to talk about the uh, COVID-19. And uh, a, there's a question about the seriousness of this. And... Um, and getting good sources to listen to, to try to figure this out, because there are some experts okay. out there. Yeah. Now, I have listened, you know, I, I heard people talk about UFOs on here recently on RBN. I tolerate last Saturday. it, I listen to it. Right. I, I consider it. Well, and, and Johnny also, you know, his ex- abduction experience. I, I don't say he's wrong. I don't say he's right. I don't know. I, I think it's very interesting. But, um Sometimes things that are said are, um, I think we need good sources. And um, I agree. regarding COVID-19, I don't know what you're thinking right now, but, I mean, the death count in the U.S., the count that they're claiming is about 180,000. Yeah. And it seems to me this is a relatively serious issue. Um, and um, <clears throat> apparently none of the hosts from RBN have, have got infected that I know of. Although John nope. thought maybe he did when he had a had a diarrhea problem, uh, I tell you but, what, uh, if I didn't get it, my wife didn't get it. Guess what? Think about that. That's very that's that's very good. That's very good. Um, but uh, there's a guest on. He was on this morning, uh, Steve Hunt, 
with gold and silver on one of the morning shows, the Liberty Man show. And he gave his account, and he said that he was in the hospital for two weeks. He wore his mask into the store and everything. He got it. And he thinks it's going to be six months to recover for him. And he's got blood clot problems and everything. Uh, he's on oxygen now, I guess, at home. Uh, I didn't realize he, he got it, and he got it very badly. So we have, a, you know, we have this real example that's right here on RBN. And uh, if you listen to Chris Martinson, Ph.D., Duke University in pathology, MBA from Cornell, retired Fortune 300 company executive, a very sharp guy in pathology and analyzing the data. Um, I I think um, I think we you get a clear picture of where he's coming from, and your opinion of what he says. I don't know. Um, where I mean, we all know this. This is a global political takeover, yeah. like of the new world order nature. I mean, yes. I agree yes. with that a hundred percent. But it doesn't mean that this thing. Is is a nothing, and I know oh, I, I your comments on RBN were, yeah. So, what's your feeling now? I mean, um, we haven't talked about. Well, that I'll, I'll, I'll say it from the very beginning. I said it from the very beginning. It was a pandemic, scamdemic. We we've talked about Bill Gates and the World Health Organization and their trial event tool one. So we know we know this was thing was manufactured. We know about the Wuhan. Uh, lab we know about the money going 3.6 million dollars fauci sent to that lab we know the involvement we know the big the big goal here of what this was about a global economic reset we know that for a fact is this real yeah it's there it's a it's it's a disease it's an upper respiratory disease uh it's real it kills people who have underlying health problems who have comorbidities uh for the most of us who are very healthy people you would get this like you would a regular flu, and you would build up antibodies, and you would bring yourself future immunity. I do not worry about this virus. I treat this virus the same way as I would treat the regular flu in the flu season, and I don't want the flu, which I have not had the flu in several years, but I would treat it the same way. I don't expose myself yeah. to large groups of people who could possibly be sick. Right. Um, I know the number has been padded. We've talked about the number being padded how many deaths are not COVID-related, but they've been thrown on the heap of COVID-19 deaths. We know the number is inflated. The inflation was purposeful. That was part of your second wave, is the numbers were not there in that first wave. Well, I, we I must beef up a, those numbers. I didn't numbers. see a second wave. Yeah. Well, they, called, they, told us wave was a, they told us there was a second wave. They told us the second wave was well, here. It's here. Chris Martinson's analysis is that that was just the first wave in a, in a different population. Um, and and he, he shows how it goes up and comes down. And with about 15% infection rate, we get herd immunity, which he's attributing to T-cells and all kinds, yeah. you know, some other, other factors. Now, the thing that he points out, though, is it's not merely the deaths. He said about 30% of the people who are asymptomatically or symptomatically infected have longer term or long term organ damage from it, and yeah, that's bull. you know that's the, bull. he goes through that's numerous not true. articles. That's not true. That's you not true. You haven't. No, you that's haven't, not true. Well, uh, know. You know, what's funny is that they they told people they they sold this idea that anybody who was COVID positive positive could be a carrier, could infect other people, but they don't show any signs. Now, Fauci told us from the very beginning right. it was very much like the flu. First of all, he said it was twenty five times more contagious than the flu. Then he backtracked and said, well, I overstated that. It's just a little bit worse than the flu. 
and that's it. So, okay, now if I, if I think of it on the same terms as the regular flu, that means when I'm sick, I have symptoms, and I'm not feeling good, and I stay home. I don't go out in public. And that's exactly what I would right. say about this, this COVID-19 is when you know you have it, you know you have something. And this is the year that the time of the year that this thing is, is traveling and being contagious. So if you, were, if you had it, you would be sick and you'd stay home. You wouldn't mingle around with other people. So this, there was a lie going on here about the walking uh, con- uh, uh, vectors, walking around infecting other people. You could kill grandma off. And this is when the ma- they started to bring up this whole fear factor and pushing the mandates for the mask because you are the infected. You could kill somebody. So that's how they had to build that mask fear up with. You, have, you must wear the mask. The mandates came out as if you were infectious. Yeah. So that's not the truth. That's not the truth. If you had it, you know you have it, because I know people who have, who've had the COVID-19 virus, and they said, I was sick, I didn't feel good, I stayed home. They got tested, yes, you have, you stay home. There was nobody walking around who was COVID positive, walking around infecting other people. When you know you have it, you have it, just like the regular flu. So there's a, there's a big lie there, total well, on that I- whole thing. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, that is not uh, Chris Martinson from the data he has. That's not his report. I'll have to look at his data and and, and see. Um, but uh, I, I think there's – and I will say this regarding the fear. I have uh, information that came from an intelligence sources uh, internationally, indirectly, I heard this, that the purpose of this is to make people – be fearful and follow restrictions. Follow, and, and it's working. Oh. It's working. And this is it's something working. you know you have observed, and 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 mm-hmm. it's verified. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we also have sometimes we had people here talking, like Kaminsky saying, you know, the, the no virus theory, and and uh, you know, I I will consider it, but but they did X, X-ray scanning, electron microscopy of the virus particle. There's many publications of sequencing this thing. Are these all fake science? I mean, I, I mean, it's, is, it, is it your impression that, there, that there's a real virus here? And what do you think about this no virus theory that's being? No, I, I think, think there is a, a virus. Distraction, ridiculous. It is. It's, there's yeah. a virus here. There's a virus. Hey, I, I appreciate your phone call. I need to move on Thanks, here. Steve. Now the virus is the virus is real. And if you're elderly, yes, you probably should be worried if you have underlying health problems. Other than that, you and I are probably in pretty good shape. I wouldn't worry about it. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be thinking about the future because, yes, they are coming with the needles and syringes. Stay tuned. The National Intel Report. we right back. The last stretch here. Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple-family units, Call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. 
sell your property fast, and leave all your worries behind. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Back. I go back to the phones here for our last caller to close out the show. It looks like uh, we got Al in West Virginia. Are you there, Al? Yes, Steve. I love that song. But anyhow, you know what that song always reminds me of the movie uh, Casino at the very end, you know, when everything kind of came tumbling down. People were killed, whacked by the mafia there, and uh, De Niro's car blows up, and his wife dies in a hotel room, actually in the hallway of an overdose. It's uh, it's a it's a very unpleasant scene, but it ends the the movie appropriate for what we're seeing now, I guess. What's on your yeah, mind? I don't I don't know much about the movie Bart, but I just loved that song. But anyhow, uh, hmm. uh, uh, since you're health, you know, into the health business, there. My son just got out of uh, about three hours ago, four hours ago, I guess now, of uh, having his gallbladder removed. I was wondering mm-hmm. what the what what you think we should really keep an eye on here. To he's 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 forty years old. What to keep? An well, eye you know, on for, uh, they, it's you it's know. funny that you mentioned that the cholecystectomy, removing the gallbladder. Uh, you know, probably from stones because the number one reason for for uh, gallstone removal is is back up in the common bile duct, basically, and it creates the stone. They're big, huge stones. They're very, very painful. 
Um, you know, they used to tell you to watch your diet, stop eating fatty, fatty things. And when you had your gallbladder removed, but really they don't tell you that anymore. So just uh, keep out, keep an eye out for signs of infection. If you had a fever uh, or something like that, that would definitely indicate a, a problem. And you, you want to address that with your physician. But uh, other than that, outside of that, you should be in pretty good shape. It's a common, simple surgery removal of the gallbladder. Not a problem. Right. Just watch for signs of infection and a temperature, which would indicate a problem. All right. Thank you very much, Steve. You got it. You got it. Uh, we're going to close out here. Before we leave here, I want to talk about these. You know, we mentioned uh, the control over this virus and how the people are all just listening and believing everything they're told. Like I said, the misconception that you could be walking around and have it and infect others. Uh, no, no. When you're sick, you're you're sick and you know you stay home. So this whole idea of walking around COVID positive and infecting everybody. And many of these tests, too, let's, let's, be, let's be honest about it. Many of these tests are false positives. We know that for a fact. If they're padding the number and we know some of these tests are false positives, of course, they, they told us the hot spots were coming, didn't they not? They said hot spots are coming. Texas, California, uh, Florida, hot spots. We know it's going to pick up there. The cases are going to pick up. Why? How do you possibly know that the cases are going to pick up there? Well, because we're sending test kits there have been actually contaminated with the, the virus itself. So it doesn't matter. You don't even have to put a name on it. You don't, have, you don't even have to do the sample itself on a person. You simply send it in and it comes back positive. So there you go. You got your, your number boost right there from false positive contaminated tests. So this new magazine I have called Wellbeing here. I'm looking at this and it shows a silhouette of two heads coming together. And it says attitude, positive thinking, capacities. Well-lived accomplishment, happy attainment, mindset, life grateful, mood fulfilling, success, ambition, achieve, attitude. And then I'm looking at another picture on Epic Times here, and there's circles drawn on the ground in a park where everybody is in their circle six feet away from the other. This is back in May 17, 2020. Talk about controlling people. Wake up. Wake up. Take the mask off. Forget the social distancing. Live. Breathe. Enjoy life. Health, happiness, and safe travels, everybody. I'll see you on, on Sunday night with my show, Off the Beaten Path. Good night. Broadcasting Network, late night premiere show of Redfield Hardcore is hosted by activists that want to hear from you, the listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.